You know, folks, I haven't done a Delegator Daily Thought in, in a while now, a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, some personal issues, uh, sick dog who had to be put down, uh, which kind of took the wind out of myself. Several things, but you know what? I want to do it today anyway, see how the sound comes out. Uh, please contact me at dailygator.net. Leave a comment on the first post about the audio to this podcast. Let me know if it's good. Just because it doesn't sound good here doesn't mean that's not the speakers in my uh, my laptop. And uh, maybe it's coming out fine in yours. But anyway, lots to talk about. Harry Styles, whoever the hell he is, helped somebody come out at a concert what is it about this? Does it strike y'all as maybe this coming out stuff is more about look at me than actual genuine people wanting to be accepted? Why don't we start teaching people when they're young that whatever you are, be proud of it and to hell with everyone else? Why do you need everyone else's approval? And why do you need to do everything publicly? Just a question. Uh, some female swimmers are... Well, they had a reaction because apparently transgender women, in other words, men becoming women who are still men physically, uh, won't be allowed to compete in women's swimming events. Thus, the women will have a fair shot in their hard work and dedication to their sport. They will actually be rewarded for winning and won't have things taken away by men who shouldn't be competing against them. Uh, Rob Morse writes at Slow Slow Facts blog, and he writes a very, I think, important piece about guns and protecting students in school. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Daniel Greenfield, one of my favorite writers, has a message for Congress. They need to hold hearings on the Biden administration's domestic terror ties. Uh, Where do you hear this? Tiffany Cross, she's very cross, and she is, uh, well, she works for MSNBS. That really tells you all you need to know. But she had an amazing segment on her show on MSNBS where an actual communist buffoon leftist said that if the Republicans regain the White House and Congress, or Congress, or not the White House until 2024, But if they get back to Congress, they're going to actually make this into a communist country. And gas will cost even more under Republicans. We'll fact check that by looking back at when Trump, you know, the ultimate evil to the left when he was president. How were those gas prices then? Interesting. All that and more, my friends, to the end of the Daily Gator Daily Thought with me, Doug Hagan. If you're left, you just ain't right. And you probably know it. That's the first step to recovery. Stick with me, my friends. Let's have some fun. All right, let's kick this pig off, my friends. Let's go to the world of swimming. Uh, News from MSNBN, the Washington Examiner, actually had this piece. And it's about female swimmers and their reaction to a, quote, fair transgender ban in women's world swimming events. Heather Hamilton wrote this to give her fair accreditation. Female swimmers are reacting to the news that transgender women will not be allowed to compete in women's swimming events, saying they are finally happy that they have a decision. 
it shouldn't have taken this long. It should have been an immediate uh, solution. We need people in charge who can actually do things under pressure. Look at the evidence really quick and go, you know what? This is wrong. This is right. We're going to do what's right. And I don't want to hear any grief about it. Uh, swimming, swimming. It's a new sport. It's swimming. <laughs> it's not just swimming. It's swimming. But swimming, swimming's governing body. I didn't know it had a governing body. I've been swimming many times. I grew up in the great state of Florida. And I swim rivers, lakes, ponds, swimming pools. Sometimes a neighbor's swimming pool with their daughter when they were at work. I hope they don't find out. But anyway, swimming's governing body, uh, FINA. Uh, I don't know what it stands for, and I don't care right now. Announced Sunday it would set up an open category, allowing transgender athletes to compete separately uh, for women's swimming events. I don't know if that means that it's going to be an all-transgender division, if they're going to compete against themselves. I don't know. Uh, I'm really supportive of the open category that they're suggesting that they're going to bring into competition because he gives everybody a chance to be involved in our sport. That's from Australian Olympic champion, Emily Seabom. I love my sport. I want to share it with everyone. So let's get everyone involved and let's just keep it fair. Uh, Seabom called it a fair ruling pointing to a science-based decision. Well, you're not supposed to base things in science, don't you know? Science is sometimes the, the, the holy grail for the left. As long as you buy their their climate change, cult of climate catastrophe BS, they're all going to be dead in 10 years if we don't do radical climate change legislation now. Because somehow money and laws can make the climate just change. I don't know how this is, but apparently... It's possible, according to the John Carries of the world. Uh, with this decision that was made, it was not just made by people who have no idea. It was made by people who specialize in this, who are scientists, who know the science behind it, who can back their decision, C-Bomb said. I'm happy that there's finally being a decision made. We can all move on, like we can all just go back to the sport we love and enjoy it. And know that we're getting in the pool and know it's going to be fair, level playing field. That's what we want. Uh, so, I guess that's about it. Uh, fellow Aussie swimmer Kate Campbell also spoke in support of the ban. She said without fair competition, sport in its elite sense would cease to exist. I don't know if that's not part of the plan, frankly. I think the left wants to just destroy everything. And anything that people enjoy and have fun, I think maybe they want to wipe it all out. But anyway, a ban on transgender women swimming and competing against actual women. Now, here's something I just don't get. It's the look at me. Uh, it's the look at me, folks. Look at me, look at me, look at me attitude this this uh this narcissistic obsession with look at me i've got to come out i've got to make this announcement that announcement i've got to embrace my true self whatever it is when i have to do it publicly why I, I mean you shouldn't lie about how you feel or who you are whatever but really 
I don't want to know. I don't care. Now, if I knew you, I might care. If I knew you and actually was a friend and cared about you, I wouldn't care because I'd still be your friend. But what is this obsession with look at me? The New York Post has a story. I just happened to come across this right before I recorded this. Harry Styles. Anybody know who he is? Because I don't, but I'm not cool. I'm 56, pushing 57. I'm a white guy. I'm not cool. I admit to that. I know my limitations. Uh, but he helped a gay fan come out during Pride Month. Pride! Pride, I say! Uh, during a Pride Month concert and told the uh, young man he was a free man. Uh, Harry Styles, the, the story says, chalked up a major win for LGBTQ visibility this Pride Month. See, visibility. I, it's like when the people say, I see you, I hear you. You know, when someone says "I," they're talking to me like an employer were to talk to me and say to me, I see you, I hear you. What my mind would hear from that was they're full of shit. And they don't see me. They don't hear me. They don't care. They're trying to use the, the words that smart people use now to reach people. Doesn't work for me. But anyway, uh, visibility pride this Pride Month. You got to be visible. No invisible pride people. No invisible gay or trans people or lesbians or bisexuals, trisexuals, quadrisexuals. I think wheelchairs are involved in quadrisexuality. I don't know there's pansexuals. What about potsexuals? Can he be a saute pansexual? Can he get that specialized in the pansexual world? I don't know. Don't really care. Uh, I have had sex in kitchens before, but thank God no pots or pans were involved. Those things could really hurt. They could ruin the mood, so to speak. Uh, but an Italian fan came out as gay during a weekend concert in London's Wembley Stadium. If you're going to go gay, go all the way, right? That, tens of thousands of people. Uh, a video depicting the moving coming out party is currently blowing up on Twitter. I haven't seen it and probably I won't. Because uh, I don't really care about this guy's sexuality. That's not my business. It's his business. Harry Styles helped a fan from Italy come out during tonight's concert. Cue the tears. What an amazing moment. Uh, that was the caption to one of the awe-inspiring videos. Awe-inspiring, really? A guy telling a singer that he likes guys is somehow awe-inspiring? It's his own personal business. I don't care. And I really don't know what kind of music Harry Styles does. I uh, guarantee he's no Clapton or Beck. But anyway, Jeff Beck, now he's not the asshole Beck, but Jeff Beck, the one with real t musical talent. The ain't buddy guy, okay, he's not Stevie Ray Vaughan or Gary Moore resurrected, okay? So whoever Harry Styles is, don't know, don't care, but apparently he likes to help gay people out of closets. And will that closet ever be empty? Notice they don't use that expression anymore. We used to say, he came out of the closet. Your cousin George, you know, the one we weren't too sure about, like to wear them flashy clothes. That's right. Yeah, he come out of the closet finally. I'm happy for him. George seems happier now. 
And boy, is he, is he buying some new clothes. Lots of paint, lots of pastels. You understand what I'm saying? But we don't say coming out of the closet anymore. I don't know why that is. And again, just a question. Do you know why they stopped? Was it ruled insensitive or something? Is it verboten? You're not supposed to say it anymore. If, you, if someone hears you say it, they'll go on Twitter and say bad things about your mother's dog or something. Whatever. Uh, the 28-year-old Grammy winner uh, reportedly stopped singing after spotting a fan with a cardboard sign. The cardboard sign had some writing on it. The message was from Ono to Wembley. Help me come out. How pathetic. Needless to say, the powerful LGBTQ ally didn't hesitate to help the man fly his rainbow flag with pride. Uh, and there's video of it on Twitter and everywhere. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry. If this, if this makes this guy happy, whatever. Good for him. But again, I, I fail to grasp this need to be to do things so publicly, right? I mean, I, I don't know of anything I could possibly do that I would want to scream out and have tens of thousands of people know it, you know, in a public display. I just can't think of anything. Well, okay, if I, if I happen to sleep with Selma Hayek, yes, then, but otherwise, no, that's not going to happen, so let's move on. Anyway, I don't get the public stuff. I really don't. And again, let's move on, my friends. Uh, let's go to, let's hear from a drag queen about the whole drag queen controversy. The, uh, the drag queens reading books to small children. Uh, the, the pushing of the, uh, especially during this Pride Month that we have to accept anything. We have to teach our children and expose them at very young ages to trans people and to drag queens. And drag queens are basically the best people on earth right now, according to the left. They are the most perfect human beings you'd ever want to meet, apparently. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. There's a drag queen that goes by the name Kitty Demure. I guess that's like a stage name. And basically, he came out uh, on Facebook. It's up at thedelegator.net if you want to read it and watch the video and hear what they say. But uh, in regards to, to small children going to drag shows and being read to by drag queens and things like that, no, that isn't fit for children. Uh, American thinker Andrea Widberg wrote this column and had the video, linked to the video on Facebook, of this Kitty Demir saying, hey, I'm a gay man. I do drag, for, you know, because I enjoy it. When your kid's 18, then take, if you really want to take your kid to a drag show, wait till they're 18 and then do it. Then. They can make their own decisions, own choices. But there's eight, again, these two words that keep coming up now, age appropriate. Apparently the left can't process those two words together. Uh, uh, Andrew Widberg writes, not all drag queens want to perform in front of children. 
Kitty Demure is honest about what drag performances are about and thinks that sexualizing children is wrong, very wrong. You know why he thinks that? Because it is. Children are children, okay? They're not sexual beings. And if you say a small child is a sexual being, frankly, I hope someone whips your ass because you need it because you're sick in the head. My theory, Wittenberg writes, which I'll argue vigorously forever, is that children shouldn't be near anyone whose primary self-identification revolves around sex. Amen to that. I'm a gay teacher versus I'm a teacher. The work of a drag queen is all about sex. These are men who culturally appropriate and stereotype women. They often have incredibly vulgar stage names that thankfully usually go right over children's heads. Uh, just as I was much older before I figured out that the name Pussy Galore in the James Bond film Goldfinger was actually a risque joke. I didn't get it either when I was little and saw that movie. But as the title suggests, uh, I wrote, is not the same the same old propaganda deifying drag queens as angels who likely should be raising all of America's children. Because that's what we're getting now from the media. That really all parents, if they're not drag queens, are subpar parents somehow. <clears throat> well, at least those damn conservative parents anyway, because they're horrible for children. Just listen to MSNBS or CNN. They'll explain it to you. This is a different take that our media prefers not to talk about. In other words, reality. The media is spinning a, a tale that's not accurate. And this person, Kitty Demure, is coming out saying, no, that's not right. <clears throat> Being a drag queen is sexual. You're sexualizing children. It's not age appropriate. So damn it, stop it. But the media and the people out there pushing this so hard, you have to understand their perspective. They are obsessed with being warriors for equity. Everybody's the same. There's no judging. You can't judge unless you judge anyone who's outside the leftist sandbox that is conservative in any way. You must bash them and destroy their lives. But everyone else is equal and has equity. And good for Kitty Demure for saying this. Good for her or him, I'm sorry, coming out. And again, I don't care if he's a drag queen. I don't care if he's gay. I don't care about any of that. The message is important here. This is someone with common sense and can, they can grasp reality and can say, look, there's a difference in treating people fairly and decently and not being rude to people, not being nasty to people for no reason. There's a difference in that and glorifying them and deifying them. And uh, I'm going to play a little bit of the audio, audio for you from Kitty Mirror. I hope you can hear it. Uh, but here we go with this, my friends. Uh, really commonsensical words I think we all need to hear right now. Hi, everybody. This is Kitty Demure, your friendly favorite conservative drag queen. Anyway, I have another message for heterosexual women. The ones who have children. I have no idea why you want drag queens to read books to your children. I have no idea. What what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much? 
other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. And there you go, just a few words. I could play the whole thing. It's about two minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, and there's some buffering issues whenever I try to play this. So, truncated version. But basically, that's the whole point here. Is that being a drag queen, your, jo your job or enjoyment, whatever it is, a drag queen, is sexual. So, why do you want to push a, a, a person who whose work is very sexualized into your kid's life to prove how woke you are, to prove what a great parent you are, how tolerant, how open-minded. I think you're so open-minded, your brain's falling out, frankly. Some things are not appropriate for children. Okay, I remember my mother reading the book Jaws. When the movie was out, I went to see it, but I wanted to read the book because she had the book. There was a chapter in there that had in her words, nothing to do with the story of Jaws, basically. It was adult stuff. I shouldn't read it. She, I should, let me read the book if I skip whatever chapter was, six or seven or whatever chapter. You know what? I love the book. I didn't read that chapter. I still haven't read that chapter. Maybe I should to see what the heck she was talking about. But anyway, the point was age appropriate. Those two words are just not being used anymore, my friends. Very sad to hear that. Very sad to see that. Now let's go over to uh, Daniel Greenfield, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite writers. And he is of the opinion that Congress must hold hearings on the Biden administration's domestic terror ties. I would agree with them, except I, I have about zero confidence that any congressional hearing is going to lead to anything of consequence for anybody. The more I watch congressional hearings, whether I agree with the hearing or not, the purpose behind it, I mean, you got a circus joke like January 6th uh, so that Liz Cheney can maybe, maybe be pertinent or important in some way again. Uh, but I just, it, I just don't think it does any good. But anyway, here's the point of Mr. Greenfield's column. He writes, a few weeks after the Buffalo mass shooting, another domestic terror attack occurred in upstate New York City. Uh, Compass Care is a pregnancy care clinic guiding new mothers away from abortion. So, in other words, you go there, you're, you're, you're a young woman, you don't didn't plan to be pregnant, whatever, you need help. And they guide new mothers away from having abortions. All right. It was firebombed by the ultra-peaceful leftist pro-abortion hate group called Jane's Revenge. Now, Jane's Revenge, uh, think of Antifa, but focusing just on, on uh, anyone who's pro-life. Any group who's pro-life, any group that opposes the sacred sacrament of, a, of killing your child in a womb called abortion. This group has been linked to the firebombing of at least two other pro-life offices and organizations last month. And they've issued very clear threats that if uh, Roe v. Wade is overturned, there's going to be more of these. 
These are terrorists, okay? Whatever you want to call them, whatever you want to pretend, whatever you want to think about abortion, these are terrorists, okay? Uh, and, and just to make it clear about this group, Jane's Revenge, understand what they're about. We told you about the firebombings. Two other pro-life offices organizations last month, so that's three firebombings. Uh, the graffiti left at the scene included this warning. If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. That could be taken to, to mean, I guess, that anybody who's involved with these clinics that these Marxist bastards don't approve of, maybe they're not safe. Maybe their family's not safe. Uh, they also said, we demand the disbanding of all anti-choice establishments. So in other words, if you run a clinic that doesn't that doesn't provide abortions, they want you closed down by the government. Sounds really, uh, really democratic, right? The left likes to throw that term around democratic. That's not democratic. That's not a republic. We are a republic, not a democracy, by the way. For God's sakes, politicians, get it straight. But... They want you shut down. They want you killing babies or else. That's it. Uh, they say fake clinics. I guess they mean, again, a clinic that doesn't butcher babies in the womb. Then you ought not to be in business. And listen to this one. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Violent anti-choice groups within the next 30 days must be disbanded. Violent anti-choice groups. Not only do you little bastards worship at the altar of butchering babies, but you sick, sick bastards also commit firebombing incidents, and you're going to kill somebody one day. And you know what? I hope they strap your ass in the most electric chair they can find and hit the switch and then hit it again because you're nothing but a terrorist low-life terrorists, and they're going to kill somebody one day. So you see why Mr. Greenfield is, is wanting Congress to look into this. Maybe the Justice Department. Oh, wait, Merrick Garland. Yeah, he's uh, he's not exactly the Attorney General to, to be tough on crime, I don't think, unless you're at a school board meeting and, and saying you don't want your teenage daughter raped by a boy in a dress in the uh, all gender use bathrooms at high schools. Then you're then you're dangerous. But otherwise, Merrick Garland's not not going to care. He has a, a very leftist agenda. We understand that. Uh, let me see. The Biden administration is giving a pass to even the worst offenders. Greenfield continues. The Biden administration's Department of Justice decided to reduce a plea for Colin Ford Mattis and Ruj Rahman, two radical lawyers who were handing out uh, and throwing Molotov cocktails during the Black Lives Matter race riots from 10 years in prison, their original sentence. Again, helping to throw out Molotov cocktails from 10 years in prison to 18 months. 
slap on the wrist. Okay, now you boys, don't you dare go build any more. Don't you make any more Molotov cocktails and try to burn anyone who's, let's say, you don't like. Don't do not do that, and we'll, we'll be okay. You're cool. Want some cash or something? Again, that's, that's what the Biden administration, that's tough on crime, right? Of course, Black Lives Matter race riots and destruction of how many businesses I don't know and jobs and livelihoods. I'd like to get a number on how many of those businesses are gone forever. How many, literally how many families are struggling to make a living now that their business was destroyed for something called social justice? I'd like to get a number on that. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, but anyway, the DOJ's reason for giving the leftist domestic terrorist a pass is, according to, uh, to Daniel Greenfield, because of the, listen closely, the history and personal characteristics of the defendants. They were passing out Molotov cocktails, which are designed to explode in flames on anything they hit. Sounds like they were two assholes. I don't know. I'm not the greatest judge of character, maybe, but I think that falls into the distinctive category of violent assholes. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's my white privilege talking, right? Uh, the key characteristic here, Greenfield concludes, is political. Uh, despite a massive national wave of violence, deaths, injuries, and billions of dollars in damage involving tens of thousands of racialists and leftists, there have been there has been virtually no accountability. Of course there hasn't. This is what the left wants. Team Biden, team mumbles and stumbles, uh, they're on the left. They're on the left. I mean, you saw what happened when Biden was riding his bike and he stopped to talk to some people. And he, he put his left foot down, and he was so liberal, so leftist, he fell to the right side. He had nothing on that side. Uh, lucky he didn't break a hip, from what I hear. I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably lucky for everybody. As bad as President Mumbles is, what do you think President uh, Harris would be like? I don't know if that woman can boil water, I'll be honest. <clears throat> Uh, Greenfield continues in Portland, where a federal courthouse was besieged for over a year by a military style assault, which bombarded personnel with commercial grade fireworks, nothing to play with, my friends, through bricks and shone lasers into the eyes of federal agents. Biden's DOJ gave most of the insurgents a pass. As of last year, Biden's DOJ had tossed overboard half the cases from those riots. At Senate hearings, Attorney General Merrick Garland insisted that the leftist reaction of uh, the Fort Sumter attack wasn't a core attack on our, our, on our democratic institutions, which is a political, not legal test. Sorry, I misread that. My eyes deceiveth me. Attorney General Merrick Garland said instead the leftist react recreation of the Fort Sumter attack wasn't a core attack on our democratic institutions. Uh, as media accounts noted, more than half of the drop charges were dismissed with prejudice, which several former federal prosecutors described as extremely rare. Dismissed with prejudice, if you don't know, means the case can't be brought back to court. 
So in other words, they gave these people a free pass on what they did. I don't, again, I can't even fathom that. This was a deliberate effort by Biden's DOJ to not only give the leftist insurrectionists they passed, but to protect them from any further legal action after the illegitimate leftist regime is out of power. So if, if a new president were to come in and, and he wanted his, his or her Department of Justice to look into it, they couldn't because it was dismissed with prejudice. In the Black Lives Matter mostly peaceful Molotov cocktail case, a former federal prosecutor stated that swapping in a softer plea agreement after having gone through the plea hearing is exceedingly rare event in a federal court. Last year, Senate Democrats, Greenfield writes, confirmed Tracy Stone Manning, no relation to Eli or Peyton or Archie or any other Manning, so she can't play quarterback. Biden's nominee to head the Bureau of Land Management, despite her past as a domestic terrorist. Kids, we do silly things, right? It's okay. Uh, Biden's nominee had admitted to not only being part of the eco part of an eco terrorist groups, but sending a terroristic letter to the Forest Service, threatening you bastards go in there anyway, and a lot of people could get hurt. But again, it's okay to to uh, head the. Bureau of Land Management, according to Team Biden. Every single Democrat, including Manchin and Cinema, voted to confirm a spokeswoman for what even the FBI described as a radical group responsible for numerous attacks, including arson. Many of these Senate Democrats claim to care a great deal about domestic terrorism, including Senator, the appropriately named Dick Durbin, Senator Tammy Baldwin, and others who co-sponsored the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act, even as they rewarded a domestic terrorist with a top job. All those kooky Democrats. Please go read the rest of this piece at danielgreenfield.org, my friend. It came out, uh, I believe it was uh, yesterday, four days ago, I'm sorry. Again, the title, Congress Must Hold Hearings on Biden Administration's Domestic Terror Ties. A whole new reason to have disdain and dread at what this presidency is going to do to the country in the next uh, at least couple years or so. Pretty scary stuff, my friends. Pretty scary stuff, if you think about it. Now, where to go next? Where to go next? Let's go to MSNBS Tiffany Cross. The uh, very hateful, very racist, and yeah, like most racists, very stupid person. They pay money to uh, have her own show on MSNBS and show disdain for pretty much everything and everybody. Uh, but on her MSNBS show on Saturday morning, Tiffany Cross was worried, very worried, worried that when voters go to the polls in November, instead of focusing as they should on the January 6th hearings that no one's watching because boring TV. Uh, they will be thinking about trivial things like inflation running at a 40-year high or gas prices uh, that are $5 or above the ga uh, for a gallon now around the country. She said, <clears throat> excuse me, she said, 
when you're dealing with high prices on everything from gas to food to rent, that's the only thing you're hearing about in the media sometimes. Come this November, will voters be more concerned with saving money than saving democracy? I declare. Oh, Tiffany, 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 Tiffany. We're not a democracy, you ignorant ass. But also, you're full of it. January 6th is a joke. Let me call it a dust-up again. I love doing that now, just to really piss off liberals. This is this is MSNBS. They are absolutely the propaganda wing. They're Pravda from the old Soviet Union. They are Pravda, my friends. The idea that someone would look at their not being able to pay for certain things, dreading going to the grocery store, I, I pity the American family right now. If you have to go out in the same day and, and fill up your tank with gas and buy groceries, yeah, painful, very painful. Cross brought on MSNBS analyst and Democratic pollster and really stupid guy, Ferdinand Fernand Amandi, who warned Americans that they better they better remember January 6th, calling it nothing less than the most important story in the history of the Republic. Newsbusters ask hyperbole much. So understand, January 6th, bigger than anything, 2001, September 11th, bigger than that. Bigger than the Oklahoma City bombing, bigger than Pearl Harbor, bigger than the War of the United States, bigger than the Revolutionary War, bigger than both world wars put together, bigger than Korea, bigger than uh, Desert Storm, bigger than the Depression, bigger than Pearl Harbor, bigger than the Second World War. I mean, just bigger than everything else. If you believe that about January 6th, you are literally, I don't know how you're walking upright. That's how stupid you are. Uh, breaking out a lame and incoherent scare tactic, Amandi claimed that as bad as inflation and gas prices are now, oh, you think it's bad now, you just wait till those damn evil Republican white racist white supremacist bastards get elected. Showing that Trump almost got his vice president killed would sway these quote-unquote undecided voters. I don't know that those folks actually exist. But when you're dealing with high prices on everything from gas to food to rent, and that's the only thing you're hearing about in the media sometimes, how come this open level voters be more concerned with saving money than saving democracy? I certainly uh, hope that's not the only place. So now I'll start with you. Will voters remember what we're hearing from the January 6th? Donald Trump and his political party, the Republican Party, attempted 
A coup, my friends. A coolish coup. You hear this idiot talking. Can you believe that these people throw the most incredibly, insidiously stupid and false things out there, present them as facts, and then pretend to be smart while preaching to us all why we should be as concerned as they are. And this idiot, Mr. Amandi, really, really, listen to where he goes next. What he, what he was going to say, this audio is giving me fits here. So if the fascist Republicans take over, they'll have a communist government to install. That's what he's saying. Like in Cuba. Because he was comparing Trump to Castro. He was talking about the old Soviet Union and other communist nations, Venezuela. If you listen to this guy talk, he sounds like Chavez and Castro and Lenin. He is the communist. MSNBS is the network of communist propaganda, basically. But uh, you've got to believe him that Trump and the Republicans are the real communists. And that gas prices are going to go much higher. Much higher. Uh, Amandi underlined the kind of pressure Attorney uh, General Merrick Garling is facing from the left to indict Donald Trump and his co-conspirators before the midterms so the voters can pick the right party naturally. Yes, let's do that. Let's charge Trump and have a show trial and see where that leads. It'll lead to bigger losses for Democrats. Democrats don't understand. They're pushing the wrong buttons. And somehow they think kicking the wrong buttons instead of just pushing on them intently will somehow get a better result. And of course, uh, the odd thing here to me is how absolutely they have no grip on reality, the folks on MSNBS. They're actually comparing uh, the inflation to blames on Trump. Not Biden, of course. Well, if if energy prices are going to go up if Republicans win, gas prices, food prices, inflation to get worse, as they claim, uh, why weren't they super, super high when Trump was president instead of, well, gas being less than half what it is now on average? Why, why was that? Why was inflation at, not at 40% if Trump, wants all these things if republicans want all these uh, skyrocketing prices out of control inflation they absolutely defeat their own arguments while trying to show you how smart they are uh and i apologize about the uh the audio not playing <coughs> pardon me my friends but let's move on one more story to get to and I think an important one. Uh, Rob Morse writes for a website, Slowfacts, slowfacts.wordpress.com, uh, chiefly about firearms, Second Amendment issues, etc., etc. And here's what he writes: the the column is very important. It was came out uh, on the 14th of January. And Rob Morse, Rob Morse writes this, say decide what you imagine about guns and protecting students at school. Keeping our kids safe is hard work. 
it is ugly and almost always under unappreciated. We don't want appreciation for what we've been forced to do if a murderer comes to school. It is far better to be known for what we prevented. Defending our students from media-fueled narcissistic psychopaths is a dull job. Being present every day so you can stop a murderer is easily ignored because it is out of sight. Contrast the grinding job with the one-click solution of gun control. Gun control politicians say they can put a few more words on paper, hold a few press conferences, and it will be as if evil simply went away. Or did it? We're conducting several large-scale social experiments at the same time. <clears throat> Our children's lives depend on what we do. Each day brings us something new. Our children live in a world where they are exposed to millions of on online, quote, friends they've never met. Many of these friends might not even be real people. These online identities influence how our children think and feel. I'm not sure about the benefits, but the downside has been a surge in both narcissism and anorexia. Today, our children constantly compare themselves to an image on a small screen. We also have millions of children growing, in broken, growing up in broken homes. Many of the children are raised by the entertainment media and by electronic games. This isn't good for healthy children, let alone the children who lack a healthy mom and dad. We also know that we are not all the same and that electronic games are catastrophic for some people. These gamers already feel alienated to an unusual degree. They think they deserve more recognition. Immerse these fragile youngsters into hundreds of hours of violent first-person role-playing games and something happens. The psychopaths eventually think to themselves, I'd kill to get this much attention. Our voracious news media is ready to oblige. That is new. <clears throat> Personally, I think if you got someone playing games all the time, uh, this isn't a regular kid that get, goes, it gets into a video game that happens to be violent. And... Uh, they play for quite a bit, but they they don't live for the game. I think some sometimes if you're that much into anything, where all you do is that game, <clears throat> yeah, that's there's some problems there. It's not the game causing it. The problem I think pre-exists that uh, that game. I think it's something in your head uh, that has gone very wrong. Frankly, Morris continues in contrast. Firearms have been a part of society for a relatively long time. We've lived with guns for at least the last four centuries. <clears throat> We've lived with semi-automatic rifles for over 100 years. The so-called assault rifle is over 80 years old. What changed is that we've never grown up with mass media in our pocket 24-7, starting when children are six years of age. We don't know what uh, that does to people, and we're conducting a real-time experiment on our children and on our society. We learn new things every day. <coughs> We've seen the mass media turn the last murderer into an instant celebrity by giving him a multi-million dollar publicity campaign. The next murderer notices the attention poured on the last murderer. That creates a new generation of celebrity murderers a term that didn't exist as little as two decades ago. We've seen over 80 copycat murderers after the attack on Columbine High School. But that date is now several years out of date. Not only are our children ill-prepared Ill to deal with the media, but adults and politicians do only a little better. 
The public is influenced by the most outrageous claim that can be taken from a situation or statements. The media and unscrupulous politicians feed us a series of false choices. Please consider each of these claims for more than a minute, and you can easily see a context in which each statement is clearly right. You can also see a context in which the claim is clearly wrong. Uh, statement number one, you don't care if our children die since you won't disarm everyone. <clears throat> How about this one? But we've seen mass murders, mass murder where firearms are banned. It doesn't help to put mental health counselors in school because we have to ensure patient privacy and confidentiality. But we've seen mental health counselors help. We've also seen counselors be completely ineffective at identifying and treating violent patients. Violence isn't, in, isn't the answer, but we have to use violence as necessary to stop the attacker or else we'll perpetuate the next cycle of media-fueled murderers. Don't turn the murderer into a media celebrity, but we have the right of free speech and freedom of the press. <clears throat> then Morris writes, let me say it again that we are not all the same. Psychopaths are part of our problem, are part of our population, rather, and always have been. We've seen the behavior of psychopaths change in our modern media environment. Today we see psychopaths target excuse me, innocent victims in gun-free zones because that behavior is rewarded by the mass media. Examined in hindsight, the murderers spent years happily planning their attacks. The threat of celebrity violence is increasing at a greater number of fragile, fragile children are immersed in electronic media and news outlets reward the latest murder with greater and more sensational coverage. We should be hungry for facts about protecting our children. Of course, we worry about what would happen if we allowed volunteer staff to be trained and then go armed to school, but we already know what happens. We already have millions of man hours with trained and armed school staff on campus. Despite what we imagine, these staffs have not had firearm accidents at school. More importantly, we have not seen a successful attack at a school when trained and armed school staff were present. We need to set our fantasies aside. <laughs> Excuse me. We imagine or we image that a teacher will shoot the wrong person. We've seen the police shoot the wrong person during a mass murder, but armed civilians have not. We imagine that our friendly elementary school teacher doesn't have what it takes to stop a mass murderer. That is in our experience. When an armed civilian gets involved, they almost always stop or significantly disrupt the mass murderer. All this sounds like great news, but there's a flaw. The, these facts are grim. Protecting our children requires us to admit that some of us are broken and want to kill innocent people. Protecting our children from celebrity murderers is a dull and daily grind. In contrast, the latest political solution is more gun control. If we were honest, we'd say that we don't really expect murderers to obey our gun control laws, but we have to do something to feel better. We want to do something so we can turn our back on the ugly problem of evil. It feels better to pass another of the 23,000 gun control regulations, if only for a minute. 
the problem of evil did not go away, and it will be back to kill our children when the next celebrity murderer wants, excuse me, his face in the news. If we spoke the truth out loud, we ignore our children's safety because we don't want to put in the hard work of protecting them. We can add, we can and should rather make hard choices and be willing to do the hard and dreary work to save our children and our neighbor's children. If volunteer staff can put their life on the line to protect our children, then we can do our part as well. I know that looking at evil is hard to do, but we can look evil in the face and defend innocent victims. If that is too hard for our school board, then it is time to change the school board. It is better to look evil in the eye than to see more dead children we should have saved. Uh, very, 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 very good piece, Mr. Uh, Mr. Morris. We appreciate that, sir. And <clears throat> I don't have any argument with any of it. I think you get sick people out there. Uh, you know, people sometimes get aggravated with me because they ask about it. What's wrong with these people? And they, I don't know. They're evil. They're sick. Combination. I don't know. I don't care is my general response is I just want people to be allowed to stop them. I just want as many bullets flying back at them. If they know that, uh, and I think the media doesn't do any type of good job uh, talking about mass shootings that are stopped by armed citizens. Telling the story of the, the school in Utah where an armed teacher saved a girl from being kidnapped. Uh, we don't talk about, I mean, look at this last one from Evalde, Texas. We've talked about the police response, and there, there's a lot to look into with that. <clears throat> but when in this process do we look at Uvalde, Texas and say, you know what? Uh, this guy wasn't wasn't met with force. We can look at the, the school shooter from uh, down in uh, Florida last uh, or a couple of Valentine's Days ago. We can look at any of these and say this wasn't done, that wasn't done. We can also look at the church in White Springs, Texas. Or White Settlement, Texas, sorry. Uh, where the guy came in intent on committing a mass shooting, killed one person, I believe wounded another, and he was taken out by someone who, blessedly, that church had him in attendance, who actually trains firearm, does firearm training, and he took the guy out, shot to the head, took him down, period, you're done. Your contract is canceled. But if you look at the, the video, there's six or seven more people, prisoners there, that have pulled their guns, and they're ready to go they're ready to put their lives on the line to stop this psychopathic bastard. And I'm sorry, that's, you know, protecting your children requires sometimes that uh, requires uh, you do drastic things. How many people die each year? when they jump into a swimming pool or a pond to save their child from drowning or a stranger jumps in to save them from drowning. Many millions of people in this country have put their lives on the line at one point or the other to save someone else, to stop a bad guy, to do a good deed. We shouldn't sell ourselves short. 
what Rob Morse writes about arming teachers, arming staff, obviously you have to have training that goes with that. Having armed security. What that does, other than gives you the ability to much more quickly respond to an active shooter and hopefully take them out before they hurt any innocent people, it gives you the opportunity to maybe they don't target that that location at all because they know there's armed security. And it can go beyond school shootings. It can go to workplaces. I remember the story from Virginia Beach. I think 12 people died in a shooting there by, again, this ex-employee who apparently got fired and came back. And there was a woman who was had a concealed carry permit in Virginia. And she was uh, had trained in, in uh, uh, active shooter situations. She couldn't carry her pistol to, with her to her job. It was forbidden. And she was telling her husband about this one employee who gave her the creeps, and she get, she really, really struggled. She didn't want to lose the job, didn't want to get fired, and ultimately she decided to keep her job. She wouldn't take her firearm with her. She was killed, shielding others and, and helping you know other people to get out of the line of fire and get the hell away as her training had taught her. That woman might have died anyway. She might have been shot anyway. I don't know. But I never, ever, if I'm in that situation, I never, ever want to have the feeling that, damn, I don't have my firearm. I don't have my gun. I don't want to die in either situation. But I think it would be a special kind of hell to know that you've had training, You've got the ability, you've got the tool, and maybe you can save lives, including your own, and your loved ones maybe. And you're not allowed to because a bunch of cowardly politicians decided that a few more words, a few more laws, two more laws, one more law, would somehow magically make mad people go away. And I think there's a real possibility that a lot of the mass shooters, if they can't target a place and get and execute what they want to execute, that they'll move to a new target. If they know, well, that school has, the the staff is armed, or they have multiple people who are armed security there. They're going to pick the easiest target. They want something if something is publicity and being famous, I guess you'd say, whether their sick mind tells them fame is. They'll pick a different target. And the less targets they have, maybe the more those targets, we would call them, I guess, soft targets, maybe they'll start to get it too. And maybe we won't have so many places in America where the bold... Virtue signaling signs say gun-free zone, you're safe here. Maybe that foolishness will cease. And maybe we'll accept that bad people, evil people are there, they're out there. And you're probably never going to run into one. But if you do, if you do, you know. I give an example. Before we left Texas, my uh, niece had a couple friends over, 
um, my sister was still alive. And they'd gone down the street to walk one of the girls home to her house. And it was maybe half a block away. As they're coming uh, toward the house on the sidewalk, I was in the driveway kind of waiting on them. Because it's dark. It's like 9 at night or something. And good, safe neighborhood. Nothing to worry about. But, you know, you want to be safe. So I'm in the driveway waiting. And... They come around the corner, a little curve on the sidewalk, and I see my sister, my niece, and a couple other girls, and they start screaming and running. And I'm thinking, what, what happened? And I, I took a step or two toward the street, kind of the end of the driveway, and I was saying, what is it? What is it? And I'm getting no answer. And behind them is this guy walking very fast, very, very fast pace in some weird gait. Looked like it was almost like a zombie from a horror movie or something. Very, very odd gait this guy had. So they're near me. They're going across the street back into our driveway. Back into, I said, get in the house, get in the house, get in the house. Again, I didn't have a bad left leg like I do now then, but still, I'm not putting the fastest guy. But I know, guys getting closer and closer, my hand is on my pistol. Because if he comes towards me, he's going to have a severe problem. I'm going to protect my family. <clears throat> Turns out, as he gets closer to me, where he's kind of across the street on the sidewalk from me, he starts saying, have you seen the dog? My dog. I'm trying to find my dog. And he was apparently freaking out because he couldn't find his dog. But if you'd seen this guy walking, he was walking in this weird way because he had some type of, of disability, apparently. And, you know, nothing happened. Nothing was bad. He wasn't a bad person. But what if I hadn't been there? What if he was a bad person? See, I think about things like that. Not because I'm a scaredy cat. Not because I'm paranoid. But because I know there are bad people in the world. And I'm sorry. But if I'm ever, God forbid, in that situation... I don't want to be in that situation with no way to defend myself and if they're with me, my loved ones. Excellent piece by Rob Morris. Thank you all very much for listening. Uh, having a heck of a time recording these. They keep cutting out on me for some reason. So I have to keep looking for the red light to be on. And then it goes out. Then I have to stop, load that part of the podcast, Go back, listen to it, see where I left off so I know when to start talking again. I won't sound like I'm completely, completely out of joint. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I'll try to do these more regularly. I've got to get a hold of Anchor by Spotify and ask them what the heck's going on with this thing. God bless you all. Take care. Remember the three golden rules of life, my friends. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America and go Gators. And at some point, I'll do a uh, next couple months, I guess, do a college football preview. Who do I think is going to the national title? Maybe I'll pick some conference champions. I don't know. Uh, but I may do that, change things up a little bit. Thank you all very much for listening. Take care. Be good to yourselves. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. All those good things you're supposed to do. And I will talk to you. Uh, I'm not going to tell you when. I'm going to try to get a new schedule in place and stick to it. But God bless you. 
Take care, and we will talk to you soon, my friends. If you're left, you just ain't right.